0: All right fellas, welcome to the first ever episode of DND on CBB. We don't know how long this will last, we don't know how many episodes we'll do. Just three guys I want to talk about some college basketball, a very interesting time of the year. I know we're starting it with what two or three weeks left before selection Sunday, so kind of last minute, but I know we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of differing opinions, so let's get right into it. All right, I'm Nin, that's Dez, that's Deck. Deck, get us started with what we're talking about to start.
1: All right, so We're kind of just going to go over a couple of the big games this past week, Um, starting off first with the Oklahoma State-Oklahoma game that was on Saturday. Um, Katie Cunningham had 40 points. Ten of his 40 points were in overtime in an Oklahoma State victory over Oklahoma. Um, Just a couple things. Likely, Isaac likely didn't play in this game. Um, Kind of been hurt a little bit with his heel. Um, Oklahoma was paced by Harmon and Reeves. 23 and 22 points respectively. Um, but I think the real big missing part of that offense was uh, Brady Manick, who struggled only eight points. Um, honestly, he's kind of been out of it the uh, last couple of games that they've played. So um, again, a couple of quick team stats. Oklahoma State honestly won this game because of how they shot from the free throw line, shooting 23 of 26. Uh, well, Oklahoma was 14 of 20. So, guys, um, do we like Oklahoma State? <laughs> Oklahoma, like, what do we think? I,
0: I, I like Oklahoma State. I know you guys, I know we already talked about this on the side, about you don't think that a one-person team can carry someone in the tournament. But I like Cade Cunningham. I think Oklahoma State has the pieces that if they get hot at the right time, they can make a run.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know much too much about Oklahoma, but um, from what I've seen from Cade, he seems like the real deal. He's legit. He's projected to go number one, so –
1: yeah, I think um, for them, I I just said, like, turnovers. Like, that's one of the things. I feel like they play so loose sometimes. They had 20 in their um, win against Oklahoma. Um, and I do think Cade, he reminds me of, like, a Michael Porter, even though Michael Porter Jr. only played uh, two three games that whole year. Um, and I see what you're saying. Um, I do think this seems legit. And I think if they were to get in this tournament, um, granted that their appeal um, – Gets passed or is still in the appeal process they can make the tournament um I think they're definitely a team that I wouldn't want to play if they're an eight or nine seed and you see them against Gonzaga but that would be awesome TV
0: just just think about John Morant and Murray State a couple years ago obviously they won their first game as the 5-12 set they lost in the next round but I just think that this team like that was a mid-major and obviously John Morant's probably better than Cade Cunningham but Cade's a phenomenal player and they have supporting talent so that's why I think that if they get in, as you said, barring the ban, I think they can make a run.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: something worthy to note is that they play Oklahoma, Baylor, and then West Virginia next. So it's going to be a tough rest of the schedule.
1: It doesn't get any easier for them. No, but they are actually on a nice two-game win streak um, this past week, um, beating Texas Tech on Monday. And, again, that was an overtime victory. Um, This one – a little bit more back and forth, and this was awesome because you got to see Mac go against Cade. Um, I think Mac McClung has really shown that he is a highly regarded recruit, someone who, honestly, I think he could carve out a career in the NBA. Um, so yeah, you love also, Mac.
2: He is four and zero in overtime this season, with all the wins coming up against uh, ranked opponents. So something to look at for the uh, tournament.
1: They're legit. Big twelve. I. I mean, everyone talks about the Big Ten. I honestly think the Big Twelve is the most year. fun conference to watch. Yeah. I think. They're oh, one
0: hundred percent most fun. I think.
1: Yeah. So. Okay, so moving off of Oklahoma State, um, we have Michigan, yes. who beat Iowa, um, and Ohio State uh, the weekend prior, but. Real big thing is these were the first, honestly, in my opinion, their first real tests um, all year. Like I don't think Wisconsin, we'll get to that later, uh, how we feel about Wisconsin. But um, personally, I still don't think Michigan is as deserving as a Gonzaga uh, for the number one overall seed in the tournament. Um, I get it, undefeated in the Big Ten. Big Ten's a great conference. But when you look at the teams that they've played, nothing really jumps out to me. Um, but, yeah, I know you guys. Oh, and the teams that Gonzaga play played
0: jump out to you?
1: Yeah, well, the beginning of the year they were playing Kansas, they were playing Virginia. I mean, they're beating these teams by like thirty. They beat no, Virginia true. by twenty-six.
0: I saw some crazy stat today. It was like the biggest, oh, uh, highest like margin of victory in like NCAA basketball history. Three out of the top four spots were Gonzaga. I think this year's team was fourth. So I, th- I think twenty nineteen they were first, twenty seventeen they were second, and then like Duke in ninety nine was three, and then this year the Gonzaga team was four. So. We know they beat the brakes out of teams, but I, I think Michigan's legit. They have every piece you need.
1: Yeah, I highlighted their big three as Livers, Dickinson, and Franz Wagner. But obviously, Mike Smith running the point guard transfer, transfer from Columbia. Um, he's someone who has really taken that role of, like, Xavier Simpson. Um, Xavier Simpson was kind of that calming factor of that team. Um, another thing I really love about them, um, again, their turnovers, they are – very controlled with the ball they they value each possession they're constantly passing sharing the ball um, not forcing things um, so that's something that will definitely help them down the road in March.
2: They also held I mean Iowa's a very high scoring team they held them to 57 points I think they're they're definitely top 10 in both offensive and defensive efficiency which is something to look forward to for the tournament.
1: Yeah. And
2: rest of the year, they they play against their home against, um, Illinois. they got the home and home versus Michigan State, right? Yeah. But I mean, if, if, even if they split with Michigan State, I think Michigan State doesn't make the tournament.
1: Well, let's we say uh, you're, Illinois, uh, Illinois, Michigan is, uh, this week too. Um, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Barring that IO plays, um, which I can't believe he's not playing. Like, yeah, that's unbelievable. Just put a mask on, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Is, is he actually ruled out? Uh, he's he said in a Twitter statement that um, at least Brad Underwood said that he'd be out until the Big Ten tournament. but oh wow, okay. You know.
0: interesting note we we're recording this Sunday night too to be clear. February 20th, so approving the week that's coming up to start March. The big question is now, are, are you ranking Michigan over Baylor? I think the answer has got to be yes.
1: Oh, well, I would say yes. Yeah, I think I think so. Well,
0: I mean, both conferences
2: are great. Yeah, Baylor just lost to Kansas, which
0: – Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad loss. It's not like it's a blemish on their resume. It's a tough loss, but yeah, and there's no – Michigan hasn't – it's not like Michigan's they're... – they're winning big too, like.
2: Yeah, they, I mean, they, they romped – I mean, they didn't romp Ohio State, but they beat them by five. They scored 92 on them.
1: And that one beat... game against Wisco, which is close because they couldn't shoot in the first half. And that was – honestly, they just came off of COVID – um, that too, I yeah. think it was like a 20-plus day layoff, so yeah, that's something and else, too.
0: Every team that we've seen come off that COVID loss has usually lost and get embarrassed. We saw that with Virginia Tech earlier this week. So, for them to come off, be a little slow, but to still win, it's definitely impressive.
1: And I think yeah. while we're talking about Baylor, too, um, if we want to move off that, unless you have something, Des. Uh,
2: about Baylor
1: or Michigan? Or, uh, Michigan.
2: Now let's go to the no, Baylor I'm, game. I'm all good.
1: All right, so – as we just prefaced um, Baylor lost 71-58 at the fog against Kansas <clears throat> wow. against Kansas. Uh Kansas was led by Brown, Garrett and McCormick. Um, a note that I had is that Baylor this was their second game since the COVID layoff and they going not bring that up. Barely barely snuck by um, an Iowa State Cyclone team that has yet to win in the conference. Um <laughs> And this was also at Baylor, too, which is something that, like, I feel like even this year, when some places have fans um, more than others, and even without fans, I think just having the comfort of your own court and everything just plays such a big factor um, in getting back into the rhythm of things. And, I mean, they were losing by double digits for most of the first half. Um, But, yeah, Butler struggled. uh, Sort of Flagler. Flagler was... Uh, the kind of key piece to keeping them together when they were playing Iowa State and eventually coming out with a hard fought victory. But uh, they really struggled against Kansas. So I think that team, even though they're deep at the guard position, it's very obvious that Butler, um, if he's not having it, uh, if he doesn't have a game, they're a team that uh, is very beautiful.
0: What is their schedule the rest of the way? Do we know it?
1: Uh, Oklahoma State,
2: West Virginia, and Texas Tech.
0: So it does not get any easier
2: for them whatsoever. What do you say? I'll go go in order. It's Baylor at WVU, OK State at Baylor, Texas Tech at Baylor.
0: I'm not going to hit the panic button yet, obviously, on on Baylor. I mean, it was their first loss of the year, and they beat Iowa State in the other game. They ended up still winning, even though it was only by five. But I think it's definitely interesting to note these next three games are going to be ones you want to watch, not only for how they perform in them, but moving forward. Because I think if they shit the bed in these next three games, then – you know, maybe really COVID did hit them hard, and you could be nervous about them.
2: Yeah, I think Washington is very underrated. I mean, their last loss came to Oklahoma, and that was in double OT. They lost by one. Before that, it was um, against Florida, uh, January thirtieth. So it's been a while since they really lost uh, an actual game. I wouldn't really count the double OT loss as a as a heartbreaking loss. You know, it's just a close game. Um, so. I mean, I think they're a team to look out for in the tournament. And then, like you said, OK State and Texas Tech, Tech are two very. Is that
0: good game at OK State?
2: Uh, no, it's at Baylor.
0: Damn. I still like that game. I think that's going to be a good one.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, they, they could easily lose the rest of the games and go into the tourney or go into the um, Big 12 tournament 18 and 4. But they still, I mean, I, I think they still will still win the Big 12 tournament and then probably get a one seed, to be honest.
1: I'm, I'm interested more so to see how these other teams play against them. Um, mm-hmm. For me, at least, I know we'll get more into it when we get to uh, Selection Sunday and when eventually we preview our brackets. But I really think West Virginia is built to make a deep run in this tournament. Um, you know, I think that they have scoring, which is something that I feel like they've lacked. Um, you got Deuce McBride um, inside Derek Culver, So I can't wait to see uh, – Chamu Chacha and Derek Holver go at it down low in the post. So uh yeah, I'm looking forward to that game.
0: I bet you're happy to say that name.
1: Oh yeah. I mean I saw it and thank God I've heard it like a hundred times. Funny nickname though, Johnny on the spot. So uh yeah, he's uh he does it all for them. And you have Flo Thamba. I mean, these are just all name, um, all name team guys. So
0: I think we should definitely talk about Kansas for a little bit too while we're on this game about, you know, they had a rough patch in their season where it seems like they couldn't buy a win. Then they start winning. They had that tough loss against Kansas earlier this week. But Kansas is back. They're legit. Rank 17. They're going to come in a little bit higher ranking into this n- next week. But I still like Kansas. I think they have enough scores and enough stuff, pieces to get it done.
1: Yeah, I, th- I just don't think they have that guy that can get you a bucket. Um, like a guard that can kind of create. Like I think – they play as a unit very well together, but if you isolate them and you need a game-winning shot, honestly, I don't know who would get the ball, um, which I don't think is a problem because that means that they kind of all trust each other. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, when I do look at tournament teams to make deep runs, I, I like having a guy that can um, kind of come up clutch, and I think that's someone new for them every night. But, uh, that's yeah. something I'm
0: not used to either.
2: Their yeah. highest score is Egbaji with 13.5 points on the season um, averaging that. And then next is McCormick, Wilson, Braun, and then it kind of just drops off. Um, and they don't have incredible free throw percentage numbers, which is something I pay attention to a lot (laughs) for tournament time. Um, and three point percentage, all under 38. So yeah, they really don't have a pure shooter, which is something that kind of worries me, but if they can just play their style of basketball, then it might pay off.
1: Yeah. I think, I think Brown's starting to play better, which, again, can't believe his name is pronounced Brown and not Braun. Spelled Braun, like Braun. Yeah. Oh, is it really Brown? Beautiful. Yeah. It's so kind weird. a
0: pronunciation guide for that.
1: Yeah. but um, they, are, they
2: are a pretty young team, too. Besides Garrett, um, baji's a junior.
1: I think McCormick and Lightfoot. I South think they're seniors, right? What was that is McCormick and Lightfoot. They're both seniors, right?
2: Uh, McCormick's a junior. Lightfoot's a senior, yeah.
1: So, I mean, they do – they're very balanced. They do have um, – I think Bryce Thompson comes off the bench for them, um, kind of give Garrett some rest. But uh, they have a nice little mix, um, which will be pretty helpful, I think, uh, come March. So that kind of is wrapping up our, uh, our big games. I mean, we can also kind of recap real quick. Um, Illinois, again, we kind of mentioned it before, that Io I um, set out the last two games. Um, they just narrowly escaped Wisconsin after really beating the doors off them for most of the game. And then Travis Trice just caught fire for the Badgers. Um, so yeah, that was just kind of something to note. I just had that the future for them is going to be in the hands of Andre Carvello and Adam Miller. Um, honestly, I think Miller has been very underwhelming this year. Um, he was someone who they were kind of donning him as like the next IO. Like this is, this is the next knockdown score. Um, kind of the guy you want with the ball in his hands late in the game. Um, but I really haven't seen it. And Cabello kind of worries me sometimes because he just dribbles around aimlessly. Um, But yeah. And I think for them, a deep run is going to have to involve Trent Frazier, who I think people forget when he was there before IO, he was IO. Like he was the guy that yeah. was scoring 27 a game. Um And when he gets hot, I mean, there's no one better uh, that you want with the ball scoring for them. So, um, so yeah.
0: No, I, I agree. I, I like Illinois in this one, uh, or moving forward too, once Isle comes back. I just feel like the connection him and Coburn have – sorry, i got to make sure I pronounce it right. I think that you don't really see too many dominant guard, big men, you know, combos in college, especially on the same team. So, once Isle comes back, he'll be healthy, ready to roll. Him and Coburn, I think they can make a run together.
2: The, the one game that I watched recently I missed the Wisco game but um against Michigan State they really locked down um Kofi they they kept double teaming him and fouling him when he would get close to the rim which I believe he shot let's see I think he was two for ten from the line which is atrocious and <laughs> forward to in the tournament um because if, if that continues I, I don't see how they go very far. Um like Dosumu he shot six for eighteen so Definitely not his best game,
1: but let's see. Yeah, I mean, another thing, too, while uh, we're well, on the point of Coburn, um, announcers are talking about in the Michigan State game, and you can kind of see it, too. When he gets the ball down low, I mean, he's not looking to kick out. And uh, teams are double teaming yeah, um, him. So yeah. there are shooters that are available. Um, and I think, like, for them to go far, he has to be a little bit more passive. Um, again, he's 7'2", 250 or whatever he is. Like, he's a he's a refrigerator down there. Um, so, it's kind of hard to convince a guy like that to kick the ball out sometimes, but I think it would really benefit them and it really open the floor for him later in the games.
2: Yeah, I think you just got to use his size to his advantage because against Michigan State, he just looks soft. You'd miss uh, easy layups, then you get fouled, miss both free throws. Um, really wasn't ideal for Illinois.
1: Yep. So, that'll close our uh, recap of the games that we've seen. the last week or two um so now we're gonna move on to fraud or not which is kind of we just have three teams um varying opinions for some of us on these teams uh we're gonna start with creighton uh right now in jerry palms bracket on cbs he has them as a five seed how do we feel about creighton
0: in terms of where they're being ranked like i don't i don't hate it i personally i know there's differing opinions on the big east basketball but I just feel like Big East basketball hasn't been that great this year. I know there's been a lot of COVID and whatnot. I mean, they had that really impressive win over Nova, but then Nova loses to Butler today. So the Big East is—it really just has me scratching my head. Like I feel like in, in that turn, in that conference, especially anyone can win on any given night. But we just talked about a Kansas team where you got a bunch of different scores that you don't have like a bonafide go-to guy. That's kind of what you see with Creighton. You got five guys all averaging over double digits. So I feel like I don't know. I. I I'm not. I don't think they're a fraud. I don't think they're great. I just think I'm in the middle with them so far. Like, I haven't seen enough personally to make a full assessment on them.
2: Yeah, I know that Zagorowski is their go-to scorer. Other than that, yeah. I don't know much about creating. I haven't really seen many of their games. Um, I know they just lost today to Xavier or yesterday.
0: They lost yesterday, yeah.
2: And then they play at Nova on Wednesday and then home against Butler to finish off the season on Saturday. So, uh, I'm looking at Joe Lenardi's back. He said ha- he has them at uh fourth in the. Second-
1: update-
0: I don't think it's updated though.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. I think well, that's that's like yeah. the 26th. I think it didn't it have that okay.
2: yesterday. Okay, so I mean,
0: either way, they moved back a spot. So with that
2: lost will be a five seed. I don't really know which region they'll be in, but um, we do like our five uh 12 5 upsets. So
0: hammer Nova in that game rematch, by the way. I like that. I like Nova in that cam,
2: yeah, at Nova. I did boost by double digits last time, didn't they?
0: Yeah, yeah they did. so both teams come off a bad loss, though so it'll be interesting.
1: Yeah. So that was the first team. Um, my opinion on them, I just think that Sigarowski really has to get a little bit more involved. I mean, this guy was a preseason all-American uh, selection, and I honestly he just hasn't played like it. Like, I don't know. Um, I guess teams are really focusing in on him, but I think people were expecting him to be kind of like um a Marcus Howard. Uh, mm-hmm. Miles Powell kind of take over a game and he just hasn't been that but they do have some pretty nice shooters with uh, Bullock and Mahoney um, so yeah they kind of remind me of like a um, like an off-brand Bama team um, kind of just there to just get as many threes as they can in a game um, so my next team for the <laughs> next thing we have is uh, Can't wait. Tennessee Volunteers who get into it. are hot trash they're awful
2: Really bad. As a former Tennessee volunteer fan from prior we years, we're officially off the bandwagon Um looking for new- – uh, they,
0: they, they don't have their – they don't have an identity. They don't know what they are. They don't know what to do. I mean, you say they could play good defense and they give up 77 at Auburn. But I, I just look at this team and I just see a big question mark. I mean, who who's scoring for them? I don't know.
1: It's a head. I just don't know. Where did Fulkerson go?
0: That, I was going to say that
1: too. He, this guy was an animal in the beginning of the year. And I, I just saw like – I haven't seen him, like, sniff double double digits in forever. Um, he's playing a lot less minutes. Their freshman, uh, Springer, really hasn't been too impressive. Um, and, yeah, I just think their point guard situation isn't great. Uh, Vescovi, I'm pretty sure, is their point guard. Kind of got, yeah. like, the bleach blonde hair, which I think is a terrible look on him. From um,
2: Argentina, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they don't know who they are. Um you-
2: you could say
0: they have good defense, coach? but they can't score at the end of the day. I mean, and that's just what it's going to come down to. Did
2: they still have the same coach, right? Yeah, Rick
0: Barnes.
1: Yeah, Rick Barnes. Orange, and that's uh, another yeah. thing, too. I Like, he just doesn't win in the tournaments.
2: Yeah, they were – what, were they three seed? Well, would they lose? Yeah, they lost to Iowa that year? Side. They lost to Iowa two years ago?
1: Yeah, they, they lost to – They were, up. like,
0: down by, like, 27, right? They I thought – was back. it Purdue? Oh, Purdue. I'm
1: sorry, Purdue. I think it was Purdue. I yeah. think they beat Iowa and then yeah. Carson yeah, Edwards – the buzzer because
2: they were traveling, both, a, they, were tri- they were they, they, they would have played, played Virginia, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and that's when they had a good team. So now they don't have a good team. I mean, now uh, uh, them being a top seed, like a, a four or less, definitely a fraud. But at a, I mean, I'll still call them frauds, even as a seven seed, I just don't think they're a good team anymore. And a seven seed, seven, eight, or nine seeds, probably what they'll end up being, yeah. Um, uh, which we'll
2: which brackets are you guys looking at, by the way, for
0: Jerry Palm? He's He's looking at one. I'm not
1: looking at. See, but Jer- he's he's, look, he's looking at one that was updated though today. He said. Yeah, Jerry Palm on CBS. Um, next team we got is another projected seven seed in the Jerry Palm <laughs> bracket. Um, the Wisconsin Badgers. We kind of talked about them a little bit before. Um, this is a very, very veteran team. Um, they were projected to win the Big Ten uh, at the beginning <laughs> of the year. Um, and I mean they just. Again, I just don't know what their identity is. Do they try to go down low to Potter? Um, Are they trying to keep it outside with um, Trice? Um, But yeah, I just think that they're just a bunch of, like, you know, a good rec team. They're a good rec Uh, team. The
0: the biggest thing with this team is consistency, and it shows in their stats, obviously, when you look, they're 308th in the nation in field goal percentage from strictly just in the two-point arc. So. I just feel like if they go ice cold, which we've seen them do in games, like they did came out flat against Iowa, or Illinois, I just think that they could be dead in the water. Like this could be a prime – what do you say? They're a seven seed?
1: Yeah, but I mean I – they-
0: I, was, I was saying like a 5-12 upset type thing, but seven, they'd play a 10. Like they can easily be susceptible to losing to a 10 seed, or they can make your own. I think it honestly depends on how hot they get. But we haven't really seen that. They, I mean, Trice picked up at the end of that game, but their inconsistency really is a head scratcher for me.
2: And. Yeah, they- score that much. Their defense is a little bit shaky. Um, It's different than the Wisconsin we've seen in prior years where they just have an absolutely explosive offense. But this year, it seems like they're very shaky and just really can't get it going in some games.
1: But this team last year, pretty much the same cast. Um, They did go on a crazy run um, to kind of end the season. And they were a team that I was looking at um, going to the March Madness tournament um, as a team that probably could have went deep. So if they get hot, um, and again, the Big Ten, it's such a tough conference. Um, you know, maybe they get a couple wins in the Big Ten tournament, um, can kind of sneak in, get some things figured out on the offensive end. Um, you know, maybe they can make a nice little run. Um, but, yeah, I just don't think – I don't think they will, uh, personally. But Yeah, I'm
2: working them down as a fraud, even if they're a seven seed.
0: Yeah, I, w- I will as well.
1: Yep, so – from the frauds, we will go to the bubble. Um the bubble. We're gonna start with our favorite team, uh, the Duke Blue Devils. So fun fact, um, me and myself and Nin, um, big Duke fans growing up. Um, this is probably the first time. Well, this is the first time in my lifetime is, that yeah, they might not the make the time. tournament. <laughs> How many years is
0: it? How many consecutive years um, is it? Three, I think. That's what I thought. Oh, wow. thought Twenty three
1: twenty-four. That's absurd. Yeah. So this is kind of they had a whole situation with Jalen Johnson, um, which I think he was. We can all agree, probably a cancer in the locker room to the team. Hundred um, percent. They were. If he never undefeated. gets injured. I think
0: it's a different story
1: because yeah. I feel like
0: a lot of the injury, the, a lot of the issues stemmed from his injury.
1: Yeah, probably frustration. Um, and he felt like he probably wasn't getting the looks that he should have been getting because he was just out of the flow. But they were undefeated without him until a heartbreaking overtime loss on senior night to. Louisville Cardinal, the Louisville Cardinals, um, or Louisville, however you say that one, but, but yes, um, yeah. So Duke is firmly on the bubble right now. They're in some brackets, the first one of the first four out, a part of the next four out, in other cases. Um, I think they definitely have to win out. They have a huge game coming up against Georgia Tech, who's also on the bubble. Um, and then they close out the year with the Carolina Tar Heels. Um. Carolina's coming off a really impressive victory over Florida State after getting their doors blown off by the Marquette.
0: Marquette.
1: Yeah, a Marquette team that is terrible.
0: I, I think it's a, I think you said it right. I think it's as simple as, honestly, winning you're in. I know there's the thing going around, like, does the name carry more, you know, chances of them getting in? At the end of the day, if they win these two and they're on the bubble, I feel like the committee will give them the nod. And I, I think if you just look at what they've done, as you said, in the post-Jalen Johnson error. they looked like an actual formidable basketball team. I know the game against Louisville was tough. They couldn't rebound the ball to save their life. Matthew Hurt fouling out at the end did hurt. I mean, looked like Louisville was running away with it at that point anyway. But its I, I, I'd like to think they can take care of Georgia Tech. It will be a pretty tough game. I believe Georgia Tech beat um, FSU at home uh, about a month ago. So Georgia Tech proves that they can play. And then it's going to be the big game, always get last game of the year at UNC – and we'll be sweating our balls off probably if it comes to that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, not looking forward to that because that is, nah. if they lose that game, I think it's over. Um, oh, if they yeah. lose either if, one of these games, I think it's over. Um, no doubt. They have to win the ACC tournament. Um, but honestly, I don't even think that's out of the question. Like, that's not out of the not picture too. either. The ACC hasn't been impressive this year.
0: Um, what, what's the record in the ACC? It's not even that bad anymore, right? Like, uh, I think they're the middle of the pack team, right?
1: The they're, oh, never mind. They're eighth
0: in the, they're eighth in the ACC. What does ACC have? 14 teams?
1: Yeah. So okay. almost dead in the middle.
2: All right, yeah. yeah they're, nine and, they're nine and seven in the conference. Yeah. So not not great, not bad. Yep. Um, so. I mean, yeah, GT's on a four-game winning streak, though. Looking to keep same with the with NC State. I mean, all these
0: games matter for both these teams, too. You, yeah. I mean, we could agree that UNC is going to get in the tournament. But, I mean, you know UNC is going to come out to play, and GT will as well.
1: Just Mark Williams is going to have to have a massive game. um, Mark. Because they're so. That's the one thing. Carolina, I think, lacks consistent guard play, but their post presence down low. I mean, what was it? Kessler? I like. This kid just comes off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, This kid just comes off the bench for Baycott and De'Ron Sharp and torches Florida State. Um, I don't think
2: Baycott played
1: that much. He played. He had foul trouble in the first half. He
2: played 15 minutes, so. I mean, they got a lot of minutes out of um, their guards, Walton, Love, and Black. And that's where their points – I mean, their points came from Kessler, Love, Walton, and that's pretty much it. So – oh, and R.J. Davis. So they did have th- uh, 32 points off the bench just from Kessler and Davis off the bench.
1: Yeah, which is nice. Not good. So we'll end Duke segment there. Um, hopefully they get in. Um, can't imagine well, no, not but, seeing them in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but,
0: ne- next Sunday we'll be uh, either really happy or really upset.
1: Yeah. Nin might have to take down the Duke banner in the back if uh, if it's not looking good for the boys. But um, we'll move on to another, um, another team, Michigan State and Indiana. Um, they play each other this week. Michigan State has been rattling off some very impressive victories. Kind of already talked about that already, uh, beating Ohio State and um, – Who's the other team they just beat this week?
0: Illinois.
1: Illinois, correct. Um, Unfortunately, they just lost by 18 to another bubble team, Maryland, today. Um, Probably hurt – that definitely hurts them a lot. But they can save their season with a win against Indiana and probably splitting against um, the Wolverines.
0: Yeah, well, there's your issue right there. You said they have to probably split with the Wolverines, and I don't think uh, – I don't know. The, the role that Michigan's on right now, I just don't – see them losing and I think the only way they get in is that, as you said they got to be Michigan at least once
2: also I thought it was funny to note um, Josh Langford is literally 24 years old I know he looks about 50 but I literally had no idea he was 24 years old
0: well he was he's, he's been the hurt world. the past like two or three years right
1: yeah I think he sat the last two years out
0: every time they show really. him on the goddamn TV he's got a walking boot on like the guy can't stay healthy to save his life
1: yeah, I but really they
0: got don't the, think... they got the uh, they got the Marquette transfer too, right? How they got one of the brothers?
1: Hauser, uh, Hauser, yeah. Yeah. Sam. But he hasn't honestly he hasn't impressed me. I I did note that um Aaron Henry is finally starting to play.
2: Oh, he looks uh, great against um They've Joey, by the way. Joe is
0: Joey yeah. Oh. Yeah, Sam's on the uh, uh, Virginia. Virginia?
1: Yeah. The yeah. Hoos.
2: Um Yeah, Aaron Henry carried them against uh, Ohio State. They did have some questionable calls in that game late, late in the game, but I really don't think it would have mattered. I think Ohio State was going to lock down. Michigan State plays
1: really good defense. Yeah, anything- and they're also very deep in the post too. Um, that's another thing that I think will help them a lot. They just they just don't have a point guard. Uh, Rocket Watts, I just don't think is <laughs> he just doesn't play as a point guard. Which I think his name's John Jonathan Rock- <laughs> Watts or something. Um Rocket is the, the now.
0: That's an electric name.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, they uh not nothing great out of them uh in the point guard position, especially probably one of their best point guards, and they've had Irving Magic Johnson. Uh Cassius Winston leaving yeah. them has definitely taken a toll on this team. Um so same can be said about Duke, they, with Duke
0: losing Trey Jones too. So losing point guards like that, not always good.
1: Yeah, but I would think that cash is probably a little bit more important than For Trey. sure. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, but...
2: If they do make it, I kind of like their odds of... Depending on who they play, I kind of like their odds of possibly making the run.
1: As maybe, as maybe like... Yeah, they're,
0: they're, a tourn- they're a tournament team. If they get... 11 or 12 seed,
1: possibly. Close. Yeah, and love, love Tom Izzo. Yeah. I mean, I love Tom Izzo. Um. So, yeah, we'll move on to... UConn and Seton Hall, um, again, they play each other this week, and then I they both finish with, like, uh, St. John's and Georgetown. Um, so nothing crazy after this game. So I really think the losing team is going to be out because, the big, like we just said before, the Big East is not impressive. Um, so they would have to upset, like, a, a Villanova or a Creighton. But, again, I don't think that will happen. Um, UConn's been weird, though, because they were playing very well, at one point ranked in the top 25, and then – Boat Knight got – am I saying it yeah. right, Boat Knight? Boat Knight, um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, he got hurt, um, and he's just starting to get back. So we'll see how that goes. Seton uh, Hall has just been, again, missing their Miles Powell player. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mamou is kind of just trying to take over that role. But honestly, I haven't watched much of Seton Hall this year.
0: Neither I. I feel like we don't watch – I don't watch as much Seton Hall just because you can't bet on him in Jersey. I feel like that's a big factor of why I don't tune in a decent amount of their games, but – if it comes down to UConn or Seton Hall, I think I'm gonna go UConn. And UConn kind of has said you don't really trust Seton Hall as much when they lose uh Miles Powell. But Book Knight has proven that he can be a bona fide scorer when they need him to be. I mean he missed almost I think he missed seven or eight games. He's only played in ten this year, but a guy that averages over 20 points per game. He's a guy that can get you a bucket. Yukon is third in the big East for what it's worth. I know that we've said we don't really value this conference as a really great one, but with a guy like Book Knight, I like the chances of just knowing I got a guy that can, you know, get to the hoop at will.
2: And what, so it's – is it between you it and and – They um, could
0: be. They're just playing each other, so it looks <laughs> like whoever gets the win this week against them
1: probably gets a nod. A lot of them have – a lot of uh, people who are creating their brackets have them both on the bubble, so pretty big game. Um, also, fun fact, R.J. Cole, their point guard, who's a transfer from Howard, went to St. Anthony's um, in New Jersey. I actually went to a basketball camp with him when I was younger um, – Obviously, he's having a lot more successful <laughs> years. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, but he was a stud at the basketball camp. I, I mean, I went to this camp when I was in like um, before high school, so we were younger. But um, that was awesome, and actually, um, Ethel Horton too, which Ninja no. proud no. Udel. How dare
0: you say? How dare you drop that name?
1: Yeah, proud Udel Blue Hen. Um, unfortunately, Horton left and went to the Pittsburgh Panthers. But again, both of them. I had the pleasure of playing with um, at a Rutgers basketball camp when I was younger, but um, so it's pretty cool seeing them both be very successful. You didn't,
0: you didn't care when he was successful. You didn't care when he was successful on Delaware, only when he transferred to Pitt.
1: He didn't. It, I'm telling that kid. I mean, even when we were younger, he was, you knew he was going to be um, a Dude, pretty good talent. One um, of the
0: best shooting performances I've ever seen in my life was Delaware versus Hofstra two years ago, CAA semifinals. Horton was a flaming
2: uh, but yeah, yeah be so honest, you're, you're the only one who's ever seen that game. So, I'm, well, I was there in person. So yeah. Okay. I'm Sorry for see. the sidetrack. Better, better than Carson Edwards versus. Virginia, or no. No, 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 that's no. All right, cool. That's the greatest shoot
1: performance we've seen. All right, making sure. You're you're <laughs> gonna say that mm-hmm. when like we've seen Trey Jones and Jimmy Verdet light up teams.
0: Carson Edwards was electric. All right.
1: He was. Um, All right, so I think unless you guys, if you want to talk about um, Minnesota or Ole Miss, we can kind of just move on. Um, I think those are really the big bubble games that we got coming this week. Um, So, yeah, we'll finish this up with some preview of some of the games. Again, we mentioned that uh, Bedlam Part 2 is tomorrow, um, or I guess when we release this, it will be that um, Monday. Um, This will go out tomorrow. This is about tomorrow, so, yeah. Today.
2: The line's even, Um, by the way.
1: Yeah, how do we feel about that? Um, obviously, Oklahoma State won, and now they're home. Um, yeah.
2: I'm going to be honest. I, I literally have no idea. I mean, you expect Oklahoma to win because there's no way they – I don't know. I, I like I – I like, like,
0: I, oh, it's tough.
2: If it goes to OT, then OK State wins just because that's the trend. But, um, I mean, they've lost two in a row. Kansas State. Yeah, they lost, they lost State. to Kansas State. Those are really bad I losses.
1: About
0: that. A Kansas um, State losses. Uh, that's an awful loss in a game where Kansas State was and, wearing the freaking – the pennies. They were wearing uniforms that looked like pennies. The lavender and, and the, pur- <laughs> dark, the dark purple yeah. shorts. If I'm looking at this game from a betting perspective, I got, the line tells you to take Oklahoma State, but I got to take Oklahoma. It's just so tough to beat a team twice. You, I know they rest in between, but I don't know. I feel like Oklahoma needs this win desperately now. I mean, you know, they're still going to coast into the tournament fine, but two losses in a row. I think they're going to wake up. I, I like Oklahoma in this one.
1: Yeah, I'll go with Oklahoma as well. Yeah, yeah of course you guys will. Yeah. Oklahoma, we're, and you'll take Oklahoma State. Oh, we're taking State. We're taking the Cowboys. Oh, you, you see yeah, those look uniforms? That. Look at those uniforms, man. The bandana like, going down the side. Pistol P like, on the shorts.
0: We like Oklahoma State yeah. in the tournament. You like Oklahoma State tomorrow. So a little flip-flop there. Oh, and we, we got Oregon tomorrow night too.
2: Yeah, that's, an, that's an auto bet. Minus They're five. Against, minus uh, five? They're minus five. <laughs> that's a hefty line. Wow. We'll, we'll be betting that.
0: That's a hefty line. Um,
2: to be clear, I won't be betting um, OKC okay, so or Oklahoma. Just theoretically, if I were to bet, I'd bet Oklahoma.
0: I would take Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma, Oregon, parlay
2: for you right there. I mean, the line's definitely going to move. I, I highly doubt it stays even. So.
0: It says we'll minus see, we'll one see. right now on CB- It
2: says
1: minus one Oklahoma State on oh, CBS, okay. so we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, kind of mentioned it before. Baylor, West Virginia this week. Um, I feel like we can skip the Duke UNC and Michigan, Michigan State series. We've kind of been talking yeah, about them talk a lot. About those. Um, but yeah, we talked about this game too, but I am this is probably out of all the games, and we've had some really good ones. Um, this is the game I'm most excited for because like I said. Spoiler alert, West Virginia will be in the Final Four, so book it now. How Get dare you spoil a bracket
0: like that? There's no reason for them to listen anymore now because they don't – they know who's in your bracket, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they know one-fourth of my uh, Final Four, but I love them. So I am definitely going to be um, siding with the Mountaineers over the Bears. Um, what do we have
0: – what do we got? Is what do, If I if you were an odds maker, what do you make in the line?
1: Hmm. What did
0: two and a half, three?
1: What that, was what two? was the the Baylor Baylor was four and a half uh, point favorites against uh, Kansas, right? Nah, we'll, we'll call we'll call it three and a half. It, it teetered from three to four. Okay, so um, I think it did close four and a half. Actually, you might be right, but still, I think I think it's going to be Baylor minus one. Wow. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say I mean, two and a
2: half. If they're only minus four, and, I thought that line would be like minus eight against Kansas. To be honest, I don't really know.
0: Kansas doesn't lose at home. People forget. I mean, they had that awful loss against Texas this year earlier in the year, but they're almost always unbeatable at the field house.
2: Yeah, but it's also Baylor, so. Um, oh, yeah. I'm probably going to go minus two or minus one against – actually, it could be even, honestly,
1: too. I was thinking cool. that, too, but we're talking about Baylor, and, again, the odds that Baylor loses two in a row. That's a two nice. very – yeah.
0: I'm going to go minus two. I like that, too. I think it's going to be around still that still area. Take
2: West, I'll still take West Virginia plus two. Or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: so is. We'll
0: say um, I like Baylor in that game.
1: And we'll wrap this first episode up with the A-10 tournament starting. Um, I love the Billikens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't they the should the bed last week? We love uh, them. They barely won, yeah, right? They did. they did. Yeah, they They're won. Not,
2: they
1: they not won, won by good. five. Yeah, well, Richmond was the big team in the beginning of the year because of their win against Kentucky, and we learned that Kentucky was awful. Um, which they've been playing better. But um, definitely that win doesn't carry as much weight as it once uh, was thought to. Um, but that that conference, honestly, I think is a three-team race. Um, St. Um, I mean, I guess you'd make an argument for four, but it's really between St. Louis, Richmond, um, the Bonnies, and, oh, actually, I forgot the Rams, um, VCU. Get, get
0: out of yeah. here with St. Louis, dude. They're five and four in conference. Like, they were on a COVID
2: pause for almost a month. All right, yeah, if I think I, I think I have uh, my that futures bet I put in that uh, Arugas. Remember that? I, yeah, you I did, that, yeah. I, I didn't know, know if it was you, was you, I didn't know
0: if it was you were, I didn't know if you, you deck that had that. Doesn't deck have it too? Yeah, no, so I have not that looking, too. Not looking,
2: not looking great. Oh, you have it
1: straight, right? Um, no, it's like three dollars. No, no, I'm for... to,
0: No, deck has it straight.
1: Yeah, oh, they just yeah. have to win their. Th- I, I, I said that they could win their conference tournament. So yeah, they just have to win it. You should yeah, uh, have to win it. I like chalk in this one.
0: I really like how the Bonneys have been playing on a three-game win streak now. They looked really impressive. I think that um, this is going to be their tournament to lose. I I like them. Uh, VC is pretty good, too. They just lost, I think, Davidson on Saturday uh, on the road. But I like the Bonneys.
1: And we forget that Dayton is uh, still a proud member of the A-10, even without Obi Toppin. um, Watching him on the Knicks right now. Yeah, um, Landers left too, if I remember correctly, right? He's—I'm pretty sure he's gone. So. so it's just Crutcher. Um, yeah, Crutcher is—he's been there, um, proven veteran. So he's someone too that I think could, you know, maybe get on a nice little Kemble Walker run of his own. But I just don't think they're deep enough to do that. So um, when does that tournament yeah, start? Kind this of weekend? First, yeah, this is Wednesday, I believe. They're uh, oh really? Finals or first round? Yeah, that's why I put it in here because this is. I think that the A-10 isn't a mid-major. Um, they're not a power conference, but I think the – big I, and I'm, this is going to sound maybe bold, but no. I think the A-10 is a better conference overall than the American Athletic Conference. I think the oh, American Athletic I, Conference is garbage. I was oh, just going to say that.
2: Yeah, I was
1: just that Houston and USF
0: now? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's Houston and – I Houston mean, eh, I don't – because they have Wichita State, Memphis, Cincinnati. Like, they have serviceable teams in the AAC. I think it's def- – all right. all right, no, okay. When we look top to bottom, the A-10 might be better. I mean, the bottom of the AAC is awful. Holy hell. South Florida, Temple, Tulane, and East Carolina. I mean, those four teams are awful.
2: Yeah, yeah. pretty bad.
0: I just think the top – I mean, I, th- I feel like you would take the top teams in the American over the top teams in the
1: A-10. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue. I think the Cougars – of Houston are a two seed right now in some brackets yeah. or a two or three. Um
0: We're twenty and three overall, thirteen and three in conference. So actually Wichita State is surprisingly the one seed though in that conference. So yeah I just saw that some big some big games coming up this week for seeding.
2: Projected to be a 10 seed. I kind of like that actually against Tennessee. We love that. Wow.
0: Oh the shockers Tennessee in round Oh,
1: oh that'd be butamus. But yeah so we will um we'll end it here. <laughs> and, and-
0: any final thoughts? Going to be a good week of games.
1: Yeah, this is this is it. Last week of the regular season before uh, conference conference week, uh, champion week, champions week. Um, yeah, so we'll be back. Um, maybe we'll yeah. do a spontaneous yeah, gets, Friday yeah, episode right. or something, but more likely than not, it'll be Sunday. Uh, in that episode we will probably preview these conference tournaments um, and kind of talk about. We take the Power Five um, and kind of just go through uh, who we like, Um, and yeah. So, thank you guys for listening. Um,
2: We got
0: to we got to do a shameless we got to do a shameless Twitter plug. Oh, true. Oh,
2: DND on CM on CBB
0: at DND on CBB. DND
2: on CBB. Make sure
0: to subscribe to the podcast. This thing's also going to be going up on YouTube, so you can see the visuals as well. You can see what we're looking like, even though you probably don't want to, but um. Yeah, that's, that's the schedule we're going to have, to. Usually, we're going to try to get the stuff out on Monday. Once the tournament starts, we'll try to get a little bit more rapid with midweek episodes and stuff. But this episode will be out on Monday and the next week episode for sure. Uh, if it's not out earlier, it'll definitely be out on the mon- following Monday.
1: Yep, so follow the Twitter. Uh, like Nin was saying, um, Twitter will probably be used more as, like, um, if you want to see, like, who we like in certain games, um, whether we like lines or if we like um, money line things like that, uh, tips. Um, and yeah, so can't wait. This is honestly, this is my favorite part of the year. I was so disappointed last year. Um, conference tournament week was when COVID kind of shut everything down. Um, so I'm excited to see this again. Um, can't wait to hear the CBS music. Uh, that is just honestly that CBS music, that in the masters, I think like CBS is like the two best sound bites, like in sports, like it's sick. Like, (laughs) It's just the second I hear it, I'm just instantly like goosebumps. Like, this is it. Like, when I think when I hear that music, first thing I think about is like just sitting in front of my TV, watching as many games as I can, eating as much pizza, wings, just getting fat. Um, shout out Neb. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll be enjoying it.
0: That'll do it for that'll do that'll do it for us guys. Make sure to leave in the comments. You guys are rocking in the tournament. What guys, teams you're fans of? And uh, until next week's episode, hope you enjoyed it. You've been listening to DND on CBB.